Now, Nevada Real Estate Radio. You'll never go wrong when you get your advice from real estate professionals that you know, like, and trust. Here is your host, Peter Padilla. Good day, everybody. Welcome to Nevada Real Estate Radio. I'm glad to be with you today to offer some insight on the real estate situation for 2023, how we're going to be able to navigate, and we're going to talk especially for real estate investors. It's got to be really tough right now because, well, you know, the inventory situation in primary residence is uh, not so demanding anymore as far as lack of inventory. Uh, It's the pricing, and a lot of it is the interest rates that we have to contend with today. So especially with the investment side, when you're looking at two, three, four, five units or more, maybe an office complex or a shopping mall, trying to get financing in those areas can be difficult now that many lenders are changing their guidelines or compliance issues, and people still want to close deals and take advantage of good opportunities. Today, our guest is Sean McDonald. He's a hard money lender at Socotra Capital. Sean is going to tell us a little bit about the hard money lending area and why, in some ways, it's not so hard, and in other ways, about why people need it. Also talking about some great activities going on in northern Nevada. That and more after this. It's so sweet. The 13th Annual Nevada State Beekeepers Conference, February 23rd through 25th in Yearington, Nevada, the hub of Lyon County. Honeybees are amazing. Learn about products from beehives for health and beauty. Honey tasting contest, how to take care of your bees, everything you need to get started in beekeeping. Nevada State Beekeepers Conference, February 23rd through 25th, Yearington, Nevada. NevadaStateBeekeepers.org. It's so sweet. The most productive hour of your week. Here is your host, Peter Padilla. You're tuned in to Nevada Real Estate Radio. I want to thank our listeners. We are in our 18th year of weekly broadcasts, helping thousands and thousands of people over the course of that time make great decisions when it comes time to buy or sell real estate or determining who you want to work with because we've had so many guests on our radio show. Many of the investors we talk to Well, they need to take that next step. They need to incorporate. That's why I always recommend they talk to Sherry Hill from Sage International. She's the wealth protection diva and has been helping real estate investors for over 30 years make those decisions. And many times it's about how you structure your real estate holdings. You want full protection on your investments. And the best way to do it is to incorporate the right way. Sherry Hill will help you with that and much more. Give her a call. 800-254-5779 or visit the website sageintl.com and tell her that Peter sent you. With me in the studio today, Sean McDonald from Socotra Capital Hard Money Lending. Sean has been with us on the show previously. It's been a while now, Sean, but welcome back. Uh, Thanks for having me, Peter. Uh, Great to be back. And uh, it's so nice to know that uh, there is still activity, not only in the residential area, but also in the commercial area as well. I still see deals getting closed. It's kind of amazing with the way interest rates have changed over the course of the last less than a year. Sean, they've actually doubled. Isn't that amazing? Yes. Uh, bank interest rates have doubled. Ours have only gone up a couple of percent, which, uh-huh. is, which is nice. So yeah. Relatively speaking, we're, we're cheap now. Yeah. You're, uh, the bank interest rates are much closer to the hard money uh, lending rates. And, you know, hard money lending is kind of a misnomer because um, in some ways it's not as hard 
In other ways, it's because people are having a hard time getting a conventional or a bank loan. Let our listeners know just a little bit about how the business of Socotra Capital works. Yeah, so we function very similarly to an institutional bank, a Bank of America, Wells Fargo, something like that. The big guys, yeah. The big guys, yeah. Uh, we go through title and escrow. We have loan docs. We have a deed of trust, just like a normal or standard loan would. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we, our underwriting standards are much lower. Uh, for us, it's equity-based. So it's all about the property. Yep. Uh, it's all about the deal. If it's a fix and flip or something like that, we look at it and say, well, does this thing make sense? Yeah, okay, we'll, we'll partner with this investor essentially and lend them the money to, to do the project. So it, it's much more of a common sense underwriting rather than uh, it has to fit in these certain criteria to go get sold on Wall Street. Yeah, so you know when you look at residential home financing, there are a lot of standard compliance issues across the board that have to take place, and sometimes it really eliminates many people from the opportunity to buy. And then you move into the investment side, and those guidelines on the conventional home, if you're looking to buy one property, uh, those are even tougher sometimes. And uh, that's where people have issues and they need other sources of lending. Sometimes it's a timing issue. Tell us how timing can impact a traditional deal on an investment property and how Socotra comes to the rescue, essentially. Yeah, so we can close quick. I actually closed a deal. Uh, it's It's been a while now, maybe nine months ago. We closed a deal from the time the broker called me to the time we wired our funds was less than 48 hours. Wow. They had the entire package together. They had all the title work done. They had an appraisal in hand. They had everything. So all we had to do was review the file and say, yes, this is a deal we want to do and then send the wire. So it, it, it can happen that quickly. And that's a situation we're seeing right now where other lenders are, are changing their parameters, tightening up their standards. People are coming to us at the 11th hour and saying, I'm going to lose my uh, earnest money deposit. Can you please help me out? Mm-hmm. And we're able to close quickly. 48 hours is probably not the standard, but uh, seven days is, is pretty easy. Seven days is still pretty fast. You look at typical bank financing, a, a quick turnaround is 30 days. Sometimes it takes longer because there are so many more steps and processes involved and, and really more people involved, it seems like. Uh, when I talk to the residential or commercial lenders in the area, Sean, you know, they, they have to have a team in order to make things happen because you have one person taking care of the all the uh, underwriting issues and the compliance issues and somebody else is taking care of the applications and the verifications and then, of course, you have the traditional inspections, appraisals, etc. Um, it takes a lot of people to make that happen. Hard money lending is about speed. That's really what it's about more than anything, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. We're we're more of a sports car than a semi truck. Yeah. Um, and don't get me wrong, we have I have a team behind me, um, but we all operate under that common sense guideline does does it make sense for us to do the loan if it does we're we're going to do everything in our power to to move it forward as quickly as possible and to close as quickly as possible so Sean when we're talking about hard money lending uh, from Socotra capital from any other hard money lending that is specifically for investors correct yes we can only lend on investment purpose so uh, 
fix and flips, buy a rental, buying in a short-term rental Airbnb type of property, uh, commercial properties. We can do owner-user commercial properties. So sometimes people think, you know, since they're going to occupy it, we can't. But that's for a business purpose, right? You're moving your business into the space. Mm -hmm. We can lend there. Um, The Dodd-Frank Act regulated us completely out of doing consumer loans. So the the standard, you know, buy your dream home to live in uh, is a consumer loan by Mm -hmm. definition. And that is something we just cannot touch. But if somebody is working on buying their first investment property, let's say a rental house, and they're having issues at the closing table or they can't quite get all the financing together on time, even though it's a residential home that somebody's going to move move into, a renter's going to move into, the buyer, the investor, can they still work with you if they need a hard money loan to get that deal closed? Yes, absolutely. That's a very common scenario for us. You know, they they live in a nice house in South Reno and they want to buy a, a couple of single family rentals because they're comfortable with that product. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't want a big multifamily. They just want some, some homes that they can go and rent out. Yep. That's 100% something we can help with. Yeah. So it's really, again, you mentioned it's not about the property type so much as it is how the property is going to be titled, investment property or primary residence. Once it's going to be titled as investment property, that's when you can potentially help our our buyers and sellers. Correct. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, in Nevada, we're, we're we have a presence here. Obviously, we're we're fully licensed, so we can do both commercial and residential. Uh, we do lend in a few states where we don't have a physical presence, where we're only allowed to lend on commercially mm-hmm. zoned properties. Yeah. But in Nevada, doesn't matter the zoning as long as the property is going to be used for some sort of business purpose, and that business purpose is a pretty broad term. If, if you're gonna make money or are attempting to make money on this deal. We can make it work. So uh, last week on our radio show, we had two guests that we really enjoyed having. We had a great conversation. Sam Britt from iServe Mortgage, primarily a residential mortgage lender, and also Tammy Dittman from Silver Sage Realty in Fernley. And Tammy and I were talking with Sam about how a lot of people are looking to the future and some of the ways that they think about buying investment property isn't so much to buy a strip mall or rental property. It's actually just to start with raw land. So tell me, can we work with raw land if it's being purchased for an investment, if there's a need for hard money? Yes. Uh, we, we're seeing a fair amount of requests for land right now. Mm-hmm. Our preference is an infill lot. So a house, then a lot, then another house, you know. Type so you of, can kind of tell what's going to happen next. Yeah, yeah. Those, those that land's a little more stable, right? You start getting into desert acreage and they're, it's very volatile. Yeah. Uh, you know, you get into a downturn and it, nobody wants it. So it, mm-hmm. we, we say land, raw land, like raw, raw land like that can go to zero. Right. While it's not actually zero, it'll just take you a really long time to sell. Um, and so it's essentially zero. So we can lend on land. Um, you cannot intend to build your dream home on it, though, in the future. So if you want to buy it to even just land bank it and say, hey, this this is the path of growth. I know somebody's going to want to buy this thing from me in 10 years. Mm-hmm. That works. If you want to build a house on it to then sell, that works. Mm-hmm. If you, you know, whatever it is, as long as you're 
you don't drive up to that plot and say, oh, man, this will this is where I want to put my kitchen window. I'm going to live here the rest of my life. That I can't do. No, but if uh, you have, a, let's say, a 10-acre parcel and you're thinking, gee, I could put 10 manufactured homes on this property and they would be great rentals that I could generate some cash flow on, uh, that would be a good scenario. Yes, absolutely. And I should point out, we get a lot of those requests for uh, bridge loans on land, so shorter term, 12, 18 months, yeah. because people need time to get the property entitled, right? Mm-hmm. You, there may be that 10-acre parcel, but maybe it's not entitled for the 10 manufactured homes. Right. So you don't want to go and get a construction loan where you're paying more, paying on a higher balance Take to, you can take our money for short term while you're getting all your entitlements and everything squared away. Very nice. I have more questions for you, Sean, but we have to take a quick break. When we come back, I want to talk about the ratios that we need when we're talking to somebody like yourself about a hard money lending situation. I know that in the real estate, residential real estate world, you can finance a home for as little as 3.5% down, 5% down. Uh, average is 10 to 20% down. I know there are differences with hard money lending. We'll talk about that after this quick message. A gratifying career as a CSA Head Start teacher or early Head Start teacher is your chance of a lifetime. Hello, I'm Yvette Clark and I've been in Northern Nevada for over 50 years and I've worked at CSA for one year. We do a family restaurant style eating at Early Head Start and the kids try all new foods. We would love to have you join us. Give us a call if you're interested, 775-786-6023. Save the date, Nevada State Beekeepers Conference is coming February 23rd, 24th, and 25th in Yearington, Nevada, the hub of Lyon County. Learn about products from beehives used for health and beauty from world-renowned speakers. Become a beekeeper. Attend the workshops to learn everything to get started. The 2023 Nevada State Beekeepers Conference, February 23rd, 24th, and 25th. Register at nevadastatebeekeepers.org. Perfect for beginning and advanced beekeepers. Your Nevada Real Estate Questions with answers from Peter Padilla. Welcome back to Nevada Real Estate Radio. Hard money is not the only thing we love talking about here on our radio show. We like to talk about great events coming up in northern Nevada. And this month, February 23rd through the 25th, it's the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. I encourage you to visit the Beekeepers website, nevadastatebeekeepers.org. Today in the studio, I have Sean McDonald. Sean is a lender at Socotra Capital. And we're talking about lending for very specific purposes, real estate investments. And that includes land, if it's going to be used for the right purpose, and other types of structures, maybe them, uh, uh, rental homes that you're wanting to purchase. Maybe it is a strip mall or a part of a strip mall or other type of business. Uh, Sean, tell me, what are some of the most unusual kinds of deals that you've done when it comes to the type of business? When it comes to the type of – well, we lend on cannabis properties. Cannabis properties. Okay. That's very different than yeah. most people would want to get involved with. Yeah. So um, we lend on the real estate itself, not mm-hmm. the not the ongoing cannabis business. Right. Uh, and we essentially treat it very similarly to all of our other products. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're just m- comfortable with the tenant 
or the ownership. Yeah. Um, and so that's something that we do in Nevada that sets us apart from a lot of others. There are not very many uh, in Nevada that are lending on those properties. Yeah. And uh, we were talking a little bit about the ratios when it comes to working with a hard money lender, working with Socotra Capital. When you're looking to get traditional financing from a bank to or purchase a primary residence, uh, the minimum investment for many of the buyers can be as little as zero for a VA loan, 3.5% or so for an FHA mortgage, 10%, maybe up to 20% for a conventional mortgage. What's the deal like when we talk about hard money loans? What kind of percentage, what kind of ratio does the buyer have to bring to the table? I'd say to be safe, at least 40 percent. Mm-hmm. Um, because we are only looking at the asset and the equity, we really want to make sure that that part is robust. Yeah. So we're generally capped around 60 percent loan to value. Mm-hmm. Fix and flips or value add plays where somebody's going to do some rehab, we can do 75 percent of project cost, so mm-hmm. purchase price plus rehab, mm-hmm. and then not to exceed 60% of the as-completed value. So mm-hmm. that formula is a little a little more in-depth, but generally speaking, you're going to need 40% down, 45 with closing costs and stuff like that. I know a lot of investors that don't have an issue with putting down 20, 30, even up to 50% on a deal, but a lot of times their challenge is not that they don't have the money, it's that they don't have it liquid. A lot of people have other investments that they've got their money tied up in. Some people have it tied up in the stock market. Maybe they've still got some Bitcoin left if, they, if there's any value there. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of ways that people diversify their investments. And sometimes it does. It means that you really can't get your money out in a matter of days like you can at a passbook savings account. It makes more sense to put a little timing to the effort. But when it comes to real estate opportunities – Sometimes they just pop up. Sometimes a deal just comes up, and you want to jump all over it, but you know you can't because you can't liquidate your assets or enough assets quickly enough. Is that a typical scenario or a similar scenario that you've heard of? Yeah, it is, and I'm glad you brought that up because we can do cross-collateralization. So we can, if you're buying a home but you own another rental home, Mm -hmm. we can put a first position loan on the home you're buying and then a second position loan on the home you already have to kind of bump up the ratio a little bit. It's far from an exact science at that point because, you know, there's going to be – you typically going to be debt on that home that you already own. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, I always say it's more of an art than a science when yeah. we start doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, absolutely. We do a lot of cross collateralization, portfolio type of loans where we're really trying to squeeze that extra few percentage out. And in that scenario, let's say you own, you're buying a home that's identical to the home you already own. And the home you already own is free and clear. You have no liens on mm-hmm. it, no no debt. We can give you a 100% loan because we can cross both properties and essentially do a 50% loan on property A and a 50% loan on property B, and now you've got all the cash you need to buy that home. That's pretty amazing. But in this case, however, both properties have to be investment properties, correct? The one home that you own free and clear, it cannot be your primary residence, or or can it? Uh, it actually can. I'd rather not get lost in the weeds there because now we're getting real artful. Um, but yeah, so the the primary residence thing, 
we really, really do like to stay away from it. But if the cash out from your primary is going to be used for a business purpose, mm-hmm. um, we can we can get it done. That, that, huh. That's an that's an okay use of funds. That's um, interesting. But we do we do dig down on that quite a bit because mm-hmm. it's yeah we have to make certain of that. So we're talking about scenarios where you're looking to purchase investment property, but what if you have a situation, Sean, where you've got let's say uh, half a mil equity on a million dollar property, investment property, and you want to buy another investment property, but again, uh, you don't have the capacity. So you might think, well, maybe if I just do some work on my existing property, ex- you know, expand it to some degree, maybe add another wing or loading dock, uh, but that's going to take cash too. Can you help somebody out with that kind of situation? Yeah, yeah, definitely. We could do a refinance of that property to give you the cash out to make the improvements, whatever they may be. Um, we can absolutely do that. And one thing I should touch on is with the cash to close uh, scenario, mm-hmm. we don't um, we don't re- we don't have a seasoning requirement. So you can, if you are a little bit short and you've got a buddy you can borrow the money from, that's fine too. Mm. We don't, we do not require uh, it to be seasoned and sitting in your bank account and all that. And that is totally contrary to what a bank loan would give you on a primary residence. I know as a former mortgage lender that any cash that you're bringing to the table, you have to document where that cash came from, how long you've had that cash. I know that the institutional banks, in fact, they ask for 90 days worth of bank statements. They want to see that that cash was in there at least for that amount of time. And the old days of coming to the closing table with cash in a briefcase, that's over. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. God forbid you hit a royal flush and put a couple grand in the bank account. I got lucky. No, you cannot, sir. You cannot use that money to buy. Well, that's what an institutional bank would say. But I'm glad to know that that flexibility exists there because – that's one of the big differences between institutional lending and primary residence lending. So let me ask you something else. I had a lot of experience with people who wanted to buy primary residence, but they could not get financing, bank financing, because they were not U.S. citizens. They had not completed that process yet. And they maybe have lived in the U.S. for years and years. Maybe they're working with somebody, a family member that is a full-time resident of the U.S., but because they're not, they could not participate on the lending side. They could not be a signer. What is the situation with hard money lending when it comes to that? Yeah, we can absolutely lend to foreign nationals. The only two requirements we have there is that they have a I-10 number, which you can apply for and get sure. in minutes, um, and a U.S. bank account. Because Mm -hmm. uh, we want the money. If we're doing a cash out refinance, we want to put the money into a U.S. bank account. If they're going to be making payments, hopefully, Mm -hmm. uh, of our loan, Mm -hmm. we want that money to go through the U.S. bank account as well. There's a lot of, you know, uh, money laundering, wire fraud things that we have to check off there. But we're we're totally comfortable lending to foreign nationals. We've we've done quite a few of those loans. I mean, Las Vegas has a lot of international money coming in, so we see sure. it down there quite a bit. So, speaking of Las Vegas, uh, Socotra Capital is not just here in northern Nevada. Tell us how big, how wide can somebody look at doing a deal with Socotra Capital? Pretty wide. 
the front page of our website has a has an up to date map. So if I misquote here, but we're in about twenty six states. Mm. We're pretty much everywhere but the Midwest and the Northeast. We actually have a lot of loans in Texas, Arizona, uh, Georgia. I recently closed one in Hawaii, which was a little feather in the cap. I didn't get to go do the site visit, though. They oh, I would fly have insisted me out there. personally that I must be there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm um, looking at one in Alaska now. Mm-hmm. So we're we're pretty broad-reaching. Um, the When we start getting outside of California and Nevada, we stick to major metros. You know, we don't want to go in the middle of nowhere mm-hmm. uh, in a market that we're not close to. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we're in about 25, 26 states, something like that. Sean McDonald is my guest. Sean is a hard money lender from Socotra Capital. And hard money lending is uh, not the wild, wild west. In fact, Sean, I understand that the government regulations, the Dodd-Frank Act, the compliance issues that we hear about, see often when we're talking about primary residence purchases, primary residence financing, many of those issues that they have to contend with, they are, in fact, part of the lending process with Socotra Capital. And essentially, there is a fair amount of government and protection for consumers, even in this world of lending. Is that correct? 100%. Yeah, we're, we're regulated probably as much as institutional lenders are. Mm-hmm. Um, we started in California in about 2008, and then um, I helped open the office here in Nevada in like 2013, 14. Mm-hmm. It took us over a year to get licensed, I mm-hmm. think. Um, so Nevada is uh, one of the harder states in the union to get licensed in. You have to have a brick and mortar. Uh, I have to do continuing education every year. Uh, they they stop by the office and make sure that I'm there from time to time. So mm-hmm. uh, we are heavily regulated, uh, which is why we can't do primary residences. And they also know that the uh, cash close requirements at the table uh, are a lot different for hard money lending than they are for primary residents. And maybe that's the reason, Sean, because when you were talking earlier, you said you'd like to see 30%, 40%, in some cases, 50% equity, which sounds unattainable for a primary residence. But when you're getting into the world of investment, let's face it, investors, what they do is they save cash or cash equivalents so that they can continue to invest. And I know many investors that think 40% equity that we have to come in with is not bad because you look at the great opportunity. And that's the trade-off, isn't it? You have more skin in the game, but you have so much more opportunity. Yes, that is the trade-off. And uh, hard money lenders get a bad rap for being very expensive. And relatively speaking, as we touched on earlier, we're not that expensive um, anymore. And we're certainly cheaper than an equity partner, right? So if you need to bring in a partner that's going to take half your profit, I'm Mm -hmm. not going to take half your profit. So. No, no, we can pay you off, can't we? That's right. Yeah, you can. No prepayment penalties on most of our stuff. So you know, you you get your project done, you sell, you get me out of there, and you're not paying me anymore at all. A lot of uh, people they think that maybe sometimes, well, I'll just get a family member, my uncle, a brother, a sister, dad, mom will loan me some money, and 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 away you go. But I was talking with my lovely wife Sherry Hill today, and she deals with a lot of real estate investors all across the country. And sometimes those deals look like they're pretty workable until a little bit of time passes. And, you know, after a year or two years and you're into a deal with a close friend or a family member, and then 
life happens, and then you have to make decisions based not only on what's best for the business, but for that relationship to continue. And that causes a lot of people, she said, to make bad business decisions because they think it's a good relationship decision. And she said to me, Peter, one of the worst things you can do is go into business with a family member. Yes. Yeah. That's actually our quest we get a lot is uh, I've owned this house with my sister. I need to buy her out. Yeah. <laughs> we all hear that. <laughs> so we, we get that request a lot. And that's a common, you know, if, if that home is a rental house that you own with your sister, absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's something we can help with and we can close yeah. quick. And, you know, by by Christmas dinner, everybody's got their money back and you guys are you friends move forward, again. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. That is a great, great recommendation because, um, one, you want to in- avoid doing a business deal with a close friend or a family member because – you don't want to have to deal with that emotional aspect down the road. But like you say, Sean, you can actually help people get out of that kind of relationship and turn the business into a real business without those emotional attachments or connections from family members or close friends that really cloud your decision-making process. Uh, I know in my world I have come from a big, big family, and my big family has never done business deals together. And I know why, because I think way back, the first two siblings tried to do a deal, and they realized it wasn't a good deal because not only do you have the two siblings, but you have their spouses and their children and their friends, yeah. and everybody loves to give advice. It seems like the world is full of experts. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, <laughs> the world is full of experts. And the less you ask for advice, the more you get it. <laughs> exactly. We're going to continue our conversation with Sean McDonald from Socotra Capital after this message. While the kids are being cared for at Early Head Start, parents are able to maintain a job, go back to school, do whatever they need to do to support their family. Hi, my name is Miss Camilla. I work for Early Head Start. I am in the baby room. I absolutely love it. I love working with the babies. They are newborns to one-year-olds, and it's just very, very heartwarming. If you want a great job and love kids, come see us at Head Start and Early Head Start. Your Nevada Real Estate Questions with answers from Peter Padilla. We like to focus our attention on real estate, real estate for investors, and to help the community in general because one of the big reasons that people move to Northern Nevada, one of the big reasons that people invest in businesses in Northern Nevada is because of the great people and the great things to do. But like all businesses, sometimes people get left behind. And I'm talking about the people that are underprivileged, the youth especially of our community that really are desperate to be able to get out of their low economic situations. And in order to do that, you have to have one very important thing. That's a good education. The challenge with the educational systems all across the country are that they have really become politicized. And many students are not getting the kind of attention they need. Instead, they're just getting promoted moved up to the next grade level, and many of them, they're falling way short in the primary skills of knowledge, math, reading, and science. Fortunately, there's an organization in northern Nevada that is helping underprivileged youth. I'm talking about Empower Youth Foundation. They're changing lives through the science of learning, and they do that by using the power of a custom curriculum and exclusive one-on-one instruction. They're giving the gift of lifelong learning to the at-risk youths of our community. It's a great program, but like all programs, 
that help underprivileged youth and people across America, we need your help. I would encourage you to visit the website and help by making a generous donation. EmpowerYouthFoundation.org. You will be amazed when you visit the website and you will be amazed with the results. EmpowerYouthFoundation.org. In the studio today, Sean McDonald. He's been on our radio show for a long time. Well, it's way back. I can't remember how far back. But, Sean, that tells me about your consistency and your focus. I mean, are you out there doing anything besides hard money lending? Do you have a food truck by chance that you drive on weekends when you're not lending hard money? No, I don't. Yeah, a race car driver, maybe stock car driver? Nope. Not that either, huh? No. A dancer, a singer, and play no. the accordion? I got a set of golf clubs. A set of golf clubs. Well, that's standard business equipment. <laughs> that's right. That's true. <laughs> Good to know, Sean. Uh, because hard money lending, some people think that, well, you know, they're just want my cash and then they're going to take off on me. But no, I know a lot of results, great results that have come from Socotra Capital. And I want to assure our listeners that if you're in the world of business in any way, shape or form, you're going to be knowing people that need to close real estate transactions fast. I'm talking about for investment purposes. And it's just good to know Sean McDonald from Socotra Capital because Sometimes you may not think, in fact, you even need hard money, but when you talk to Sean about these great options that he has, not only for buying, but for uh, doing a second mortgage, doing upgrades on your business, maybe it's about buying out a partner. You know, we talked about how maybe we should avoid doing deals with families and close, close friends, but there are many, many options that you will have available to you if you know about hard money lending. Sean, in case anybody needs to learn more, wants to visit you in person, what is the best way to get that? Uh, Yeah, my direct number is 775-420-4990. And I would encourage everybody to visit our website. It's www.socotracapital.com. And that's S-O-C-O-T-R-A-C-A-P-I-T-A-L.com. Lots of good information there. My all of my contact information is there, and as I mentioned earlier, the the map of the country that has uh, where we lend, which is a, a, a very useful tool. Yeah, yeah, and our our primary focus on our radio show, of course, is in Nevada, and I know you've got an office in Las Vegas. You're here, and uh, what about the lake, uh, Lake Tahoe? It's you know some people are maybe thinking that there still might be an opportunity to do something in uh, the area of Lake Tahoe, Incline Village, anywhere around the lake, California and Nevada. Would that work with you? Yeah, absolutely. We lend up at the lake. I I lived up there for 17, 18 years before moving here a couple years ago. So Mm -hmm. uh, we did shut down the office up there. So we we have our office here um, on 2nd Street next to the ballpark. But um, yeah, we're happy to lend up at the lake. Absolutely. So let's talk about people that are having challenges because they did a real estate transaction with a family member or a friend. And, you know, everything is rosy when the deal is first done. But down the road, you know, things can really change. And uh, uh, the scenario might be where, you know, my brother, my relative wants their cash right now. And, you know, sometimes we just don't have that cash right now. Uh, It will take time to get refinancing done. In one instance, I know a client needed to go through a 1031 exchange before they were able to, uh, you know, comply with their sibling's request to get cash. And, and, you know, that takes time. And depending on the time of the year, 
it can really put a big crunch on the deal. Yeah. Uh, if the equity is there, Sean, it sounds like that's something that would be workable from Sokocha Capital. Absolutely, yeah. If the equity is there uh, and one part, one sibling, one partner uh, would prefer to 1031 their equity into something else to avoid the taxes or delay the taxes, mm-hmm. um, we can do a short-term bridge where we're cashing out uh, the sibling's percentage mm-hmm. so they can take that money and, and go and, you know, you guys can have a happy uh, relationship again. Yeah. And, and it gives it gives the sibling that doesn't need the cash immediately the time to do what's optimal for them. Mm-hmm. And then the, the sibling that needs the cash or wants the cash immediately, you know, we can close very quickly and, and get money in their hands. So it's, it's a win-win. So let me ask you about the process after somebody says, okay, Sean, we're going to go ahead and do this this deal so we can get my sibling taken care of and I can move forward uh, taking my time whatever it takes to get the new financing the 1031 exchange maybe just find a different partner when the documents are done for the closing of the loan does it go to a title and escrow company somewhat typical like you would do on a residential mortgage or is it done on the back of a napkin uh, it's it's done through a title and escrow company. Yeah, we use mm-hmm. uh, we use a lot of local people here, obviously, and yeah, it functions exactly the same as a bank would. We pull a title report, we send a deed of trust that needs to be executed and notarized. Uh, all of our loan docs, our loan doc packages seems to be getting thicker and thicker every time the attorneys look at it. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, we've got a pretty robust loan package that, that they get to review and sign, and mm-hmm. it's just like a bank. Are you finding that um, the percentage or the number of deals that you're doing that are being done in northern Nevada uh, are trending downward like primary residence mortgages here and across the country um, are essentially are these real estate transactions that you work on, are they kind of in harmony with the tempo of real estate across the U.S.? It's hard to tell yet uh, how how much our velocity is slowing. The big thing that's jumping out to me is the loan size has been going down. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I For whatever reason, people are just borrowing less. I, I suspect it's Interest rates are higher. Price points are starting to come down. So mm-hmm. just naturally, the the loan amounts will come down. Um, number of deals to me feels very similar to what it has been over the last twelve months. So, mm-hmm. uh, but it, it's a little early to tell. I think uh, what's going to happen on that front. So when someone is working on a hard money loan, uh, I know that the general perception probably is that you know this all sounds pretty good, but if I do a hard money loan. I don't know that I can pay it back fast enough because hard money loans are probably for like maybe weeks, maybe for a few months. What is the term? What kind of terms can somebody get on a hard money loan? You know, some people are not comfortable getting a loan that they think they're going to have to pay back in a very short amount of time. Yeah, term is very flexible with us. So we're we're a direct lender. We have four in-house funds that each have their own little quirks as to what they prefer to do. Uh, some some like it shorter term. Some like actually longer term. So we've got we've got a loan product that goes out twenty years. Ooh. So a, a twenty year fully amortized mm-hmm. product. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would I always say our vanilla loan product is a two-year interest-only loan mm-hmm. with uh, either no prepayment penalty or like a six-month minimum interest, uh-huh. something like that is is very vanilla for us. Mm-hmm. 
but we're very flexible. Uh, I, I've done last year. I did a twenty-year fully amortized, twenty doing ten, twenty doing seven, three-year mm-hmm. interest only. I mean, mm-hmm. it's that whatever you need on that front, we can make work. Wow, absolutely. Wow, and so that's that's much longer of an option than I thought, and that most people. I'm sure think about when they think about hard money loans. You mentioned prepayment penalties, and I remember that was pretty prevalent in the early 2000s on many primary residence deals that you were getting some of these incredible loan types on. Uh, are prepayment penalties common in the hard money lending, or um, is that kind of a thing of the past there too? You know, we're starting to see them a little bit more now, uh, or we're starting to see them a few months ago. Now, with the slowdown in the velocity of capital, a lot of hard money lenders are saying, pay me off, please, because mm-hmm. I want that money back to go and redeploy on a new deal. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, uh, prepayment penalties, you find them, but they're certainly not on every deal mm-hmm. and they're not egregious. Mm-hmm. So uh, a, a standard for us is a two-year interest only with six months of minimum interest. Mm-hmm. And so what I'm able to do with that six months is go to my fund and say, look, if you move this money for this gentleman or lady, mm-hmm. we're guaranteed six months of payments. Mm-hmm. You know you'll earn money on your money for a little while. If you don't think you're going to ha- need the money for six months, well, I can put you in a 12-month loan with no prepayment penalty. Or I can, if you're not sure, I can do a 24-month with no prepayment penalty, but your rate will be a little bit higher mm-hmm. to compensate for the the time that the money may not be used for. So it's it's really a matter of what does the client need mm-hmm. uh, and trying to figure out what best suits their need and then figuring out at the same time, okay, I can get you everything you want and this is what is going to make my fund happy mm-hmm. uh, on a rate of return basis. Mm-hmm. So. Sean McDonald is my guest. Sean is a mortgage lender for investment property with Socotra Capital. How many years has Socotra Capital been in operation, Sean? So uh, the owners, I think, argued about it a little bit in the beginning when it actually started. Uh, so somewhere between about 08 mm-hmm. uh, is when is when they started. So what is that? 15 years oh, now? Oh, yeah. Six, yeah. Yeah, 15 years. That's yeah. something. And 08 was a tumultuous time. In the world of real estate, we have the mortgage meltdown that was going across America about that time. Yeah, and that's sort of how it happened, right? Uh, one of our founders was in commercial banking, commercial lending, and he was seeing things kind of implode around him and mm-hmm. said, there's got to be a better way. Uh, there's got to be a way to, to help people. And and um, that's pretty much how Socotra Capital was born, was mm-hmm. out of the meltdown. You could do some common sense lending, um, and and you know get money into people's hands at that time it was a lot of smaller fix and flip loans mm-hmm. in Sacramento small real small like thirty fifty eighty thousand dollars yeah because um, everything had imploded so much they could do fix and flips for eighty grand mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah that that was sort of the genesis of it all at that point hard money was kind of like money from heaven in a way because it probably helped a lot a lot of people. Uh, it really took pressure off of people and opened up great opportunities. And that's what I love about what I'm hearing about you, Socotra Capital and Hard Money Lending, Sean, is for a real estate investor, this could be a great way to launch a real estate portfolio. If you can time it properly, that's always one of the keys. But with bank financing, you have to go by their schedule. 
what I like what I'm hearing about you is that you adjust the schedule of the hard money loan to really fit what the borrower needs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it all goes back to that common sense underwriting. If if everyone can come out of this thing a winner, mm-hmm. let's do it. Yeah. Uh, I don't have to project what Wall Street's going to want to buy in three months when I get this thing packaged up to, to – send it off to them. It's it's all in-house. We originate, we serve it, we service, we fund, we do everything in-house, and it's a very small circle that has to make the decision. Uh, there's an element of security that I feel when, as I talk to you about the way that you do business, the way that Sakotra Capital operates. And a lot of it is because, well, lately, since interest rates have been going up, and people have found that their payments are going to go up in the next house they're going to buy. Um, I think a lot of that permeates into the investment world. Uh, the element of risk from the buyer's standpoint, the investor's standpoint. You know, we all remember back in the 08 to 12, 13 era, uh, something called short sales. And a lot of people were so concerned then because they, they just – knew that they had to walk away from their property, their real estate holding, and have it sold for less than they owed. Their credit was going to be hit. Um, anytime now, especially with rising interest rates, that people are looking to get their hands on financing for primary residents, they're, they're, they're thinking, what happens if? What happens if I can't make the payment? And I'm sure the banks think about it too. What is going to be the rate of default? And they probably use that to price in their points or their interest rates. When it comes to the risk of default on a hard money loan, well, I think you would be the expert on that because you've been in that business since 2008. Sean, we have to take a break, but I want you to come back and talk to us a little bit about what the default ratios look like or may look like down the road with hard money lending in these new interest rate times. We'll be right back. February 23rd through 25th, Yarrington, Nevada for beginners and advanced beekeepers. Register at NevadaStateBeekeepers.org. The 2023 Nevada State Beekeepers Conference, February 23rd through 25th in Yarrington, Nevada, the hub of Lyon County. If you love teaching and want to make a difference in the lives of our young children, become a teacher at Community Services Agency Head Start or Early Head Start programs. Hi, my name is Alyssa. I am new to Community Services Agency of Reno. I have a great teaching career at Head Start and Early Head Start, and I just absolutely love working here. Call 775-786-6023 or visit the website csareno.org. If you want the best tax and legal secrets used by successful real estate investors today, contact Sherry Hill, the wealth protection diva at Sage International Incorporated, a local company that's been helping new as well as seasoned real estate investors for over 20 years protect their hard-earned wealth today. To schedule a free 30-minute consultation with Sherry, call 775-786-5515. That's 775-786-5515 to strategize with the Wealth Protection Diva today. Call Sage International. Sean McDonald is our guest, mortgage lender at Socotra Capital, hard money lending. I would imagine, Sean, that most investors, because they are investors, they have a higher level of knowledge, let's say intellect, when it comes to managing money, moving money, and using the resources, the tools that they have to work on real estate deals. A lot of people, though, that are 
thinking about investment property, they still think back about that mortgage meltdown, about the short sales, about the defaults, well, about the risk that they might lose all the money that they got in the deal because that's what happened to so many people in the early 2000s. Of course, I remember back then there were something called liar's loans. You didn't even have to verify your income or your any of your documents. You just had to maybe pay a half a point higher interest rate, and away you go. I would imagine that the default rates are substantially different when we talk about hard money loans. But you're the expert. Tell us, how does it compare hard money loans to an investor versus typical loans to a primary residence buyer with minimum money down? What are default rates like? Yeah, I'm not sure what the bank default rates are, um, but if you put zero to three percent down, it's pretty easy to walk away from from it. Yep. Uh, we're requiring you to put 40 plus percent down. It, it's going to sting for you to walk away from it. Um, our internal um, paid as agreed number at the end of the year when we got audited was, I believe, right around 96 percent. Mm. So, you know, we only have about a four percent uh, and that's not even a default rate. Those are those are people that maybe 30 or 60 days late would qualify mm-hmm. uh, in that 4%. And much of the time, if they're getting behind like that, they've got the property listed for sale and they are not going into default. Yeah. Um, so actual default rates, probably around 1% would be my guess. When you put a bigger money amount of money down on, on any property or on anything you buy, of course, you've got so much skin in the game that you would definitely not want to walk away from that investment. Uh, makes perfect sense, but you know, again, Sean, when people think about hard money lending, they, they think about risk. It sounds to me like there's really more risk in a traditional bank financing. Yeah, I, I think the bank takes more risk than we do for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, we're partnering with investors who have a plan, right? Uh, we're we're doing short term loans with a clear exit strategy. I'm going to buy this thing. I'm going to paint carpet roof and I'm going to sell it or Mm -hmm. I'm going to add uh, whatever. I'm going to stabilize this uh, retail space and I'm going to go refi with a bank. Everything Mm -hmm. has a pretty concise end to it. Mm -hmm. So I think that makes it much less risky for both parties. And I've unfortunately told people or maybe fortunately told people, no, we can't do this loan because I think your numbers are skewed. Like it's not going to sell for a million dollars. This house you're buying for 400,000 and putting 50,000 into is not going to sell for a million in Mm -hmm. two weeks. Um, And it doesn't do us any good to to make loans like that where the borrower is going to lose because then I don't have a customer. I want a partner. I I want clients who are using my money to make money and coming back and doing it all over again. Well, it's good to know that you don't encourage people to get into a deal that is uh, being set up for failure. It's not going to help them. It's not going to help you. And really, better not to do a deal and pass on the the income that anybody might get from a deal. Uh, better to pass on that if it's going to be a big failure down the road. Uh, sounds like it's really good business advice that you give to people too. Sometimes the best advice is don't do it, I would imagine. Yeah, sometimes that is the best advice. A lot of times they don't take it, but mm. you know. <laughs> at least you tried. <laughs> at least I tried. When we look at the residential market, not only here in northern Nevada, but across the country, there are signals about great opportunities. For instance, I was reading in a recent uh, publication about the top 10 states where people are leaving. Mm. and the top 10 states where people are moving to. So obviously, 
uh, if you're looking for business, that could be a great indicator. One of the great places to move to, I read recently, was Indiana. Uh, more and more people are moving there because the cost of living is so low, so much lower than it is on average across the country. But when you compare their local numbers, they're going up pretty dramatically because people are discovering Indiana. When it comes to the world of hard money lending, do you see trends like that as well? Do you see some trends here in northern Nevada that would say, you know, this part of the state would be a really good place to invest because a lot of people are taking advantage of these. That's why we're doing deals there or maybe in other states that you do businesses. Can you give us any kind of a gauge or a an idea about how that looks? Yeah, I mean, we all know and feel the Californians coming, and, and maybe that's subsided a little bit as of late, but that was probably the biggest trend I had ever seen was mm-hmm. I would get multiple calls a week. I'm selling my million-dollar house in California. I want to buy a $500,000 place in, in Reno. Yeah. Um, got that call just constantly. Uh-huh. Uh, so that was one, and I, I it feels to me like people are kind of headed east, you know, mm-hmm. Fernley, Fallon, kind of filling in out there as yep. they're priced out of Reno, Sparks, mm-hmm. Carson City markets. And it looks like good business will be coming to the Fernley, Silver Springs, Yarrington area because of all the development from the Tahoe Industrial Center. I was driving by there the other night, and more and more buildings are going up, and I'm hearing about more residence uh, opportunities there, which means more business is going to follow. Um, So I think that would be a great opportunity area here in northern Nevada or in Indiana if you're looking to follow, I'd like to say follow the money, but nowadays you can say follow the Californians. There you go. Kind of the same thing, isn't it? (laughs) There you go. Sean, it's been great to have you as our guest today. I got more questions. I know our listeners do too. So the best way to do that, I know, is to reach out to you one more time if somebody wants to do that. Yeah, 775-420-4990 is uh, my direct number. And yeah, you can reach me there all the time. All right. And we'll put all of your contact information on our website, nevadarealestateradio.com. We'll make it easy for people to find you. All they have to do is click on the podcast and all the details are there. And you'll be able to hear all of the show in case you miss any part of it. Thanks again for being here. Thank you. We're on the air again next week, same time, same station. Tell your friends, your family, your business associates about the radio show too, and then maybe they can make a great deal when it comes time to buy or sell investment real estate. Until then, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. everybody. You have been listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. We value your listenership and appreciate your feedback. Want to talk with Peter? NevadaRealEstateRadio.com. Natakwa. Natakwa News, the original, entertaining, informative, and historic publication. Natakwa News is a community newspaper with good news, history, travel, and fun. It's a delightful experience of yesteryear. The articles are outstanding, and the illustrations bring the stories to life. Fun for all ages. Natakwa News. Pick up your copy today. Natakwa. 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 Natakwa.